Welcome to The Rose Show. We are your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jay Green. This is a podcast where we're going to be going into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a bit about rowing. South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks Olympics. down barriers. Yeah, right. My passion Winning. to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, role, Passion. 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 Fiction. Gold. Ultimate gold. Glory. Relentless training. Pain. Pain. <laughs> Cool, hello and uh, welcome to The Rose Show. Um, it's uh, Lawrence and Jake here, once what's, again. What's up guys, it's good to be back. Yeah, really sorry for, for not putting out any quality content for the last uh, little bit. We've, I was pretty sick and we've been pretty busy, so we haven't managed to to execute the, the once a week thing that we wanted to, to get right, but don't, uh, don't fear, we've got some really awesome stuff lined up for the next couple of weeks, so we won't let you guys down again. Yeah, I'm really excited today. Um, we just had an amazing regatta on the weekend, the second World Cup in Linz, Austria, and we had some really, really good results. I think really building on from the first World Cup. Really excited to speak about uh, the racing this weekend. Yeah, so we, we're going to do another regatta madness covering this, this World Cup. And I don't know, for from my side, the racing was way better this regatta than, uh, than last World Cup. A lot more exciting and a lot more to talk about. Yeah, no, like Lawrence said, there was was much more to talk about. There was it's definitely starting to develop like these uh, these uh, rivalries in the, each event. There are a lot of rivalries within each country as well, notably in the singles with the uh, German and the New Zealand scholars. Um But yeah, awesome, awesome racing. I think uh, the season's starting to really pick up, and I cannot wait to see what's what comes out in the future. Yeah, so I think let's uh, let's get into it. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna just list all the results and uh, list and talk about everybody that competed at the regatta. So we're just gonna take a few tidbits here and there, a few top picks, and uh, a few good talking points, and go into it. So first up, uh, what we did is we we took all the medalists from the the whole day, ranked them on a on a table, put their times up, and work out a percentage of the this the actual race time against the world record to see who's um, performing the best. So we're going to go into that top performer of the day. And once again, lightweight women's double on top. Yeah, lightweight women's double. It, I mean, it doesn't doesn't surprise me if you look at the, the caliber of athletes at, at the moment. And also if you factor in the, the lightweight racing, it's no surprise that it's again a really top performance. Um, you had the Dutch crew that are the common denominators going forward into this uh, the event last time. And... I'm still really excited. For me, this is still my... I remember last episode, I said this is going to be the event to watch the season. It's still the event to watch the season because we're just missing South Africa from the um, from that, from that the racing, but the the field was packed, very close finishes. I know Italy, you know, won it quite convincingly and that took away that second, but, you know, you don't... The, the rest, third, fourth, fifth, very, very close and it's going to be quite an exciting event going forward in Lucerne and then again, World Champs. Yeah, on the I mean on the numbers, it's ninety eight point four five percent of the the world record. So really quick, a little bit slower than uh, than last regatta, but I think the conditions the conditions of the regatta were a touch slower, but also really tight in the field. So I mean, there's only a point seven percent spread between uh, first, second, and third, which is one of the, the the closest out of all the racing. So no, really exciting to to watch. And Italy, I mean having a cracker race they weren't on my predictions for the for the race and they really took that third 500 and, and moved right up and really awesome to see them 
putting out uh, their Bibles out front. Yeah, I think um, when you add when you, when you when you take away Italy from the from the mix of racing, you definitely feel some influence missing from uh, notable events. Lightweight women's double one as actually not one of those events. I would say Italy provides strong competition, but you know really good performance from the Italian Italian women there coming away with the gold medal. Um, but still, just so close through the whole the whole race. I mean that 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 race for so Italy I think went up a little bit, and then that race for second place brought them right back onto onto Italy at the end. So really really tight. Uh, Dutch girls having a good regatta. The Romanians were champions from last year coming in really, really strong. And then the, the New Zealanders also. Just, yeah, just missing out. I think they, they found themselves maybe on the wrong end of the, the medal this time. But you've got to factor in that, you know, they've traveled a flipping long way to get to Austria. And I do believe they're spending quite a big training block now in Europe getting ready for Lucerne. So yeah, I and, think, I, and I don't think that the, the New Zealanders had a particularly great regatta. I mean, they... They did okay, but not uh, not, not performing as well as they wanted to. But I think that'll come, obviously, as you said, they just traveled and yeah, I think, let's see how they go. I think they're going to get a, quite a big block of training now in Europe. And Lucerne, I feel like they're going to be a much stronger team. And I think they'll definitely be strong performances coming out of them. And then also on the, on the data, now that we're looking at this uh, this sheet, the so it's Italy won uh, the, the women's double and top percentage. and But Italy also were the... the one of the quad and they also now second on the sheet so Italy one and two on on the two closest cruise to world record pace so pretty impressive yeah and just a quick um just a quick insight into that Italian men's quad it seems that the Italian men's double that did very well at world champs last year has moved into the quad and it's definitely beefed that quite up a bit very very fast today I thought there was you know one of when I look at the crews that were racing um, and really, really well. I think the Italians been quite as right up there. They were really executing some really good rowing strokes, and just across the whole race, I thought it was a really strong performance. Yeah, and then also what we, what, what I thought was interesting is when you looked at the times of the racing and the the percentages that crews were getting, the conditions definitely got quicker as the day went on. So I think the the peak time was from around half past eleven to to twelve o'clock. That was when the the course was the quickest. So those races that were early. Men's pair, women's pair, they 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 weren't as quick as as they usually are in the field, and but and the crews later in the day putting out better percentages. So very interesting to look at. Uh, lowest percentage though was women's quad, only rowing ninety five percent. So that's three and nearly three and a half percent off the lighty women's double, and at a very fast time of the day. Yeah, half so, I think that was a particularly weak event this regatta. Yeah, and I think, you know, with these percentages, what I, I think it's important to note is that 95%, um, it just goes to show there's a lot of room to, a lot of more room for speed, whereas the lightweight women's double, I think, you know, they're really hitting the maximum output of what is possible. I think in the women's squad, it's quite exciting because it's just a big opportunity for someone to come in and really seize that event and, and become quite dominant. Yeah, and like you're saying, uh, on that point is is men's pair was also 95% only, uh, so pretty low, but close to spread of the medals. So they they only had a 0.4% gap between the the medals. So I think that that's a, a really uh, an event where something someone can come in and, and do some real damage. Yeah, I'm I sure actually, we're gonna get to to the men's pair because that yeah. was a, quite a cracker race. So. 
Um, anything else you want to add on the numbers there, Jakey? No, not much. I think maybe just to add there that the, you know, the men's pair at the bottom of the sheet, maybe we'll speak about it later, but that was in the beginning of the day. So maybe, you know, you probably wouldn't find a huge jump in times, but maybe it was a bit later, you'd probably find it was maybe a percent faster or mm. something like that. Yeah, I think so. Also, another one that's near the bottom is the women's pair, but it has the biggest spread of of, uh, of the medalists. So in the women's pair, it was 3% to, to third place from the, the Kiwis that won. Yeah. So, I mean, Grace Pentegrast and uh, Kerry Gaula are really putting out some amazing rowing. And I mean, as the commentator said, it's that that might be the best rowing crew at the moment. Yeah. So they, they really are dishing up some amazing stuff. There. Yeah, I think definitely taking a note out of their... Um, the old Kiwi pair from the last Olympiad. And um, I think, you know, top performance of the day might go to the lightweight women's double, but I think, again, really good performance was the women's pair. I think the, you know, New Zealand has really executed a really good race. And I think there's more going to come from them because I think if you look at it across the field, maybe New Zealand was a bit slow. So they had a good race. Maybe they can do a hell of a lot better now that they get a bit of time to settle down and, and get some good speed going. Yeah, I can't see anyone catching them this regard. No, I mean, the, the Italians finishing second and, and celebrating as if they won. I mean, it's it's because they there was no way they were going to catch. No, that was a big jump. Yeah. Um, also, another thing I want to chat is is there was two, two common themes in the regatta, actually, was that a lot of crews that were winning were firstly coming out the blocks quite slowly, I mean, obviously there's some exceptions, but a lot of crews just hanging back in their first uh, three, four hundred meters of the race, not uh, not putting themselves right out there, and then doing the damage in the third five hundred to get into the lead. And the other thing was a lot of crews rating a little bit higher than the rest of the field yeah. uh, through the middle of the race. So they often coming out a bit slower, slower speed wise, but then holding that rate two pips higher than the the middle of the pack and and getting that lead in the through the middle of the race. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think um, I think it might. It's on the on the the first point. I think it, it's it might just be that that's that's the more you know when you think about a racing strategy, you want even splits. You want to try to be as consistent as possible. Uh, really moving through, attacking that third five hundred, and you know a lot of people say the best way to do that is is you know have a really strong start, but you don't want to you don't want to go all out because when it comes to the second half of the race, you still want to be in a right mental space and the right physical capacity to execute really good rowing and keep a consistent speed up because a big thing about racing like that is when it comes to the end when you're sprinting it does normally allow you to have a bit of play with your boat speed at the end of the race so if you're under a bit of pressure or you need to maybe attack a crew you have the ability to do that um like lauren said there were some notable, notable exceptions and i think the first one to everyone's mind is australian men's four <laughs> they went out ballistic and just yeah. took the race at the, the the field by the scruff of the neck and uh just uh let from the front well i think we need to actually we need to chat about that a bit because i don't understand that race plan very well like obviously it's working really really well for them they're winning by miles and uh and but I don't know if it's sustainable and I don't know what's going to happen when another crew has a bit of skills and, and can either go with them or can come back at them in the second half of the race. Yeah. Like what are they going to do in the last 500 if there's a crew that's got half a length on them and the race is heating up? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a very interesting talking point. I think they did the same thing at World Champs last year. They blew the field away, I think, at World Champs last year. And again... I think this this regatta they execute the same race plan. Definitely not as strong as they were last year at World Champs, but that's understandable. 
Um, but I mean, like, it's good to see, I guess, some something new. I think uh, rowing, there's a lot of traditionalist feelings towards racing and, and, and the technical a- and tactical aspects of it. So it's nice to see something different. I don't know what would happen to answer your question there, Lawrence. Um, if a crew comes back at them at the end of the race, I don't know if they've got the capacity to hold them off. Yeah, because the question is, are they... Are they like slowing down because they're so far up at the end of the race, or are they slowing down mm. because they have no more gears to go? Because I have, I have them at forty-three. Mm. I have them at forty-three at seven hundred and fifty meters into the race, um, so that's still way above. And then they hold it at forty-one to like the fourteen hundred meter mark, and their first three five hundreds were really quick. Still, they were top one for all three of the first five hundreds, uh, all three five hundreds, and then they were really slow in that last 500 i mean they their first k and their second k the second k is six seconds slower than their first k so it's a big drop in speed mm. and but do you think it is them running out of gears or do you think it's them tapping it off a little bit mm, yes i think i i think it's it's maybe a bit of a combination of both i think they they were under there's they're definitely under big pressure in the third at the end of the third 500 but i think they knew they had the option of tapping it off um, interesting thing in that race, the commentators um, were really adamant that this Aussie four could could take it to the British four that race at the uh, Rio Olympiad and beat them. I don't think they they could maybe do that because I think that race plan, if you put it against the British crew, they would be down. But I think that British crew would row through. If you put if you that British crew was Constantine Leludis, George Nash, Mo Sibihi, and Greg um, Alex Gregory. Yeah, I mean, they, I I I don't think they can win that yet. I mean, maybe they got. Maybe they can can get that fast, but at the moment, and also, was the race that quick? I mean, yes, it was very impressive what they did, holding above forty for fifteen hundred meters, and then and winning quite easily. But Romania finished seventh at the World Cup one. Mm. We didn't even speak about them when we when we chatted about World Cup one. And yes, they're really young. I mean, nineteen and twenty year olds, really good race. But how fast are they? And where? I mean, I feel yeah. like we're missing a few, no, a we few are, big dogs in we the are, We are missing a, a lot of big dogs. I think Italy, the Italian the Italian men's four, are, are, are not on. The, they were in the B final, so they are not on form at the moment. But they're bronze medalists. They had a really good performance last year. Um, you have the British the British four. Again, They uh, the Aussies did beat them last year. But, I mean, it's still they've thrown all their big dogs in the eight. So there, there's some notable exceptions. Um, and then, yeah, I think there are a couple couple of i think they're in the league at their own at the moment i don't think there's another boat that's accessing that kind of speed but it's going to be a really interesting season to see if they can go forward i'm pretty damn sure that that aussie four is wary of the of the of the the historical um importance of them winning now because they spent the last couple olympiads coming second to gb yeah so if you look at 2016 2012 2008 these are. This is really. I'm pretty sure they're really pissed off about the, those results. So, I think that's how they're racing now as a product of how they've done in the past. And I think they're really trying to put a really good stamp on the men's four and try to take it by the scruff of the neck and show the world that this is our event now. It was really exciting to watch. Them. I mean, it was mm. awesome, and those guys are, are are very impressive. And I mean, it is. It, it was a very exciting race. One of the most exciting races of the yeah. day to, to see them go and do that to the yeah, field. Definitely one of the more exciting races. And you mentioned earlier um, Romania coming second. That for me is one of the surprise results of the day. I know we're going to get into it now, but I think really impressive for them. They win the B final at the first World Cup and they are under 23 crew. 
and they came away with second. So good performance from them. But on that point, though, is both Romania and the Aussies don't have this like very uh, strong hip drive and back end of the stroke. And I think that in uh, in the first World Cup in the semi, it was a bit of a headwind. And Romania paid quite badly for it, and, and that's why they were in the B final. So, on, on adding some spice to this uh, scenario is if when what happens when there's a big headwind, and now Australia can only hold it at 43 for for mm. less, and and now the race is a little bit longer, and they're running out of gears a bit yeah. earlier. That might uh, put another spanner. Yeah, in that's the works. another spanner. That's definitely a factor that adds to it. But you know, we're going to have to wait and see what racing happens. I don't think that will happen at Lucerne. Lucerne is. The most consistent course on the on the track but we'll see what happens throughout the season yeah and then uh well we were talking a bit about those uh crews that are rating a little bit higher and and a little bit more patient at the beginning so i think let's go into the 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 men's single because mm. there's a lot to talk about there and that just highlights my point of of robbie manson really patient out the blocks basically i think it was last to the first 500 and then textbook rowing through the middle but two pips higher than everyone else in the field and then coming through at the end to to win um to win the race in a massive sprint yeah i think the 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 single robbie manson i feel like has, has influenced the way people race the single now because if you look at the the uh, gold civil bronze medalists from the race of the weekend should they're much rating much higher traditionally than what people normally do in the single if you go back a few years and watch a lucerne race or something like that you find guys cruising at 34 and it's quite interesting to see this movement in the rate. And I think, you know, Robbie Manson, I think there's way more of him to come. Um, people mustn't forget that he's got the world record. And uh, if you, he had a bit of a disappointment last season getting injured, but I think there's a lot more to come for Robbie Manson. And I think this new style is maybe uh, innovation into how you approach single racing, because I think sometimes it's a, it's easy for people to think of the single as a big heavy boat where you just grind and grind and grind and there's no real rhythm or tappiness to it. And I think Robbie's showing the world that it's it's there's a lot more to it than uh, just pulling hard. And I think you can see, you know, what will happen maybe with Andre Sine comes back in. Um, Damien Martin, he I know he had a terrible regatta in the B final. It's he's also dis- had a terrible the whole season. Though. Yeah, Last I season think- he wasn't very quick either, so he needs to... He needs to shape up, otherwise these guys are. This yeah. is this is a really quick uh, quick field. So no, I a, think. Uh, I mean, I think Cynic is is up there as well. There's no way he's going to be left out of that pack. But no, it's it's getting real there at the, at the top of the game. Yeah, a lot of interesting talking points. I mean, you saw my head Drysdale got sick before the final, which is obviously I can imagine. Do you know how, really what's it, how sick he was? No, but he saw a doctor and he got a, there was some, on his uh, Instagram, he posted a medical thing that saying okay. there's a doctor said that he's not fit to race. So, but disappointed to see Yeah, him. I was what I've said about that. I mean, it's so nice to see Mahi back and he's such a legend in that yeah. single. And look, I don't think he could have beaten uh, Mance in this regatta, but I don't, I will not write him off yeah, completely. No, not at all. And, uh, and I mean, Manson is, always starts the season pretty well. And now... He, and then last year you said he didn't perform that well at World Champs uh, at the Olympics in the double. He also didn't have the best regatta. So maybe it's his. Maybe that end of the season is where he needs to sort himself out to be able to carry these sort of performances on there. Yeah, and then moving away from the New Zealand scholars, you look at the German scholars. You have some two very interesting people racing here. You have um, Oli Ziedler, who's a new scholar, fresh, fresh. Um, 
fresh out the kitchen and he's just moving from strength to strength every single regatta. Really impressive. I think his rowing's uh, from a technical aspect has got a long way to go. But if I was him, I'd be really, really happy. You know, it's it's nice being that fast and there's a lot of things you can improve on. Um, I think, I don't know. But I think that's uh, that's what a, a 538 gets you. Yeah, 538, done 18 months of rowing. That's <laughs> disgusting. That's really, really impressive. Yeah, because we just saw on his Instagram that in, uh, in April he had posted... A 538 because last time we we spoke about it of being a 542 but i think that was one of his first ergo trials mm. so obviously he's got another four seconds there since then um but also i don't think he's rowing that badly though look he's so tall mm. so i think he's he's struggling quite a lot at the start i think if he just fixes his start i mean uh tim tim onaska <laughs> tim Olenaska, he got more than a length out the blocks on him so in the first 100 meters, he was clear already. So uh, if, if Ollie moves out the, the blocks a bit quicker and then just a little bit uh, a little bit better off the, the hips at the back end of the stroke, I think that'll, he's going to have a lot of speed there. Yeah, I think the commentators were, um, were speaking about it in the race and they said that, you know, you can do a lot here because you have two really world-class scholars. What do you do with, uh, with Ollie? Do you throw him in, in the quad or do you let him do under-23s? Because he's still under-23, so... Um, they were saying that they think uh, the the best idea is to throw throw him in under twenty threes, get him a season of rowing under his belt, and then maybe move into the the crew the crew boats with more dynamics. Which yeah. I don't know. I think that's there's two sides to that coin. I think as a younger rower, it's sometimes better to put someone in a crew boat because that is really good learning curve for people, and it's also uh, if your if your crew is in the right mindset to to row with a, a new person in the boat then it can be a really a big asset to him and to the rest of the crew so yeah what do you think <laughs> yeah i think uh I, I, look i don't know if you can move him into into the other boats i mean firstly germany came third in the men's quad and second in the men's double so they're really doing well in those crews and he's not like because he's so massive i don't know if he's going to add as much value in those boats because he's not rowing as well as the other as the rest of the team and he's so much bigger so like is it just going to be disruptive or or can he dish mm. it up and, and i also think look tim was had a good race and he's he he managed to sneak the win there but i don't know for how much longer he can Didn't do that though. no but i'm saying he snuck the win oh over, yes on Oli. Over Oli. yes yes so but i don't know how long he can he can hold that that guy yeah. off because if you just take the the law if you take the first hundred meters away from the race uh, Ali was probably quicker than Tim. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a really interesting dynamic going forward. You know who who's gonna who's gonna move where, or plot twist, Tim and Ali get in a double together and create some big waves. <laughs> yeah, but, big, uh, be a big uh, size difference as well between them. That podium looked great with uh, Manson and <clears throat> Manson and Tim on one one height level, and, and then uh, Ali on the another giant level. Ollie on the other level. Yeah. Um, so, but then, so talking about the single, let's go into to the hype train. So we're going to just talk about the, the the events that had the biggest hype, and the skull was definitely one of yeah. them. With uh, Manson and uh, Mahi going against each other, and the two Germans, it was there was a lot of hype on this yeah. event. I think most of the most of the people tuning into the the singles were mostly concerned with what was going to happen in those the New Zealand rivalry, the German rivalry, and then obviously who was going to be the top performer on the day. I think a bit disappointing everyone to see that Mahe were left out. Um, but 
it's a it's a tough one. I think he's got to. I think he's going to be hung, hungry as ever, and he's got to come back with a big performance in the turn. And then, of course, German pairing. You have Tim, who's also both of those colours. Interestingly, are very young. Um, Tim's been around for a while. I think he rose really, really well. He really. I thought he did that race also exceptionally well. Going out with that cut and that much purposes is um, is is one is a difficult way to race. And um, also, Oli, great race from him. So definitely one of the hype trains of the event of the of the weekend. Again, another hype train. Men's eight. Jeez, men's eight for sure. But that was more during the regatta. So like, I mean, the British had made some changes to the eights, and I thought coming in that they would be a bit quicker, uh, or a bit closer to to Germany after the the first World Cup. And then the heats came, and oh, it was it was. Um, Head race format. <clears throat> I don't know why on earth uh, world rowing even entertains head race format. It's yeah. honestly the most boring form of racing you get. But it definitely put a big spanner in the the Germans' works because Germany and GB didn't make uh, didn't win their heat. So and it was only top one through to the the final, and they didn't go through. So into the rep for both of them. Um, someone was saying that uh, it's like the first time in I don't know how many years that Germany's been in a in a rep. Mm. Yeah, I think it's. I think that was a big shock to us. Maybe a less of a shock to Germany. Um, I think Germany can can put that result down to the heads racing. I don't know what happened there. Uh, maybe the yes, other but then they also lost the the rep, rep as yeah, well that's to, true. So, to GB. So maybe maybe they're playing mind games. Maybe they <laughs> they they letting everyone um, think they're a lot faster than they are and pulling out the the trump card in the final because. You know, coming into the final, everyone was like, shit, you know, Australia's looking good. They had the fastest time in the heats. Netherlands looking good. GB's beaten uh, Germany in the rep. So, shit, Germany looks like they're going to be under pressure. They were the underdogs going into this, this the final, if you think about it. And that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, and then they managed to just show that they have the, the most BMT out of yeah, any crew really. ever. And come and dish up a, a performance like yeah. that. I mean, they're only they're the third highest percentage of the day, yeah, ninety seven point point five, and it's just really impressive race from them. I mean, they they just snuck the the lead at the first five hundred, and then big big second five hundred to to stamp their authority on the race it was so awesome to watch. Yeah, I think it just goes to show that they've got you know the consistency from the year before with crews largely staying the same. They've got the wealth of knowledge of the cox and the coaching. And I think the difference is they've been in so many tight races. If you think about the last Olympia, the Olympia before that, I know saying that that not everyone in that crew was being there, but that that creates a culture of tight racing. It creates a culture of BMT. It creates a culture of performing under pressure. And I think that just carries through into a race where they are the underdogs and they have a massive middle thousand and pull away almost a two-second lead at the front. Yeah, no, it was it was seriously impressive, but I, I still think that the GB crew is going to find more speed. Mm. I think they 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 they're lacking a bit of punch in the the bar four of the eight. So I think if they if they those guys can either get a bit quicker or they can put some quicker guys in there, I think that they yeah. will give the the Germans a closer run for their money. Uh, it looks like yeah, it looks like they're still doing a trialing process. Uh, I think they were faster than the first World Cup, so I think there's still room for speed there. I don't know what happened to Australia in the final. They had so much, showed so much promise in the heats. So I think they're going a bit back to the drawing board. We know they had a hell of a result in the CERN. It's interesting to see if they can replicate that result. Um, 
albeit without their top four this time, but still impressive. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. And then uh, talking about the Germans, we managed to to catch up with um, Max Planer. He was in one of the earlier episodes, so we we dropped him a little message and asked him to give us a comment on his race. So here's what he has to say. Hi, I'm uh, trying to sum up uh, all the stuff that's in my head right now from the past weekend. Um, yeah, it was um, a really um, hard and long weekend um, with um, ups and downs. And um, so it uh, all began uh, with uh, the new situation uh, with a time trial. Um, a really weird a new situation for all crews and all athletes from all countries. Um, especially because the conditions were not really comparable because the wind changed very quickly so if there is a boat starting one minute bef uh, after another um, the wind could be different um, so you not couldn't really compare all the times um, we had another bad race um, it was a quite good race but um, yeah 0 0.3 seconds uh, too slow um, behind the Aussies so we had to to um, go to the rep which was also a new situation for us and yeah in the rep we knew okay um, the, the most important thing is to get into the final and um, everything else uh, you, you can't win uh, anything with um, so we missed a bit our determination um, and we got a little nervous because of the Brits uh, next to us they made a they had a very very good race um, so um, they were in the lane right next to us and some of us uh, looked over all the time and the Brits were shouting loud because they, they knew, okay, today we can beat the Germans and we're pumped of that. So, um, yeah, we lost to the Brits, but um, after it, okay, we were disappointed, but we said, okay, um, tomorrow's the final, tomorrow's the race that counts. Um, we, we managed to, um, yeah, to combine all our determination and um, concentration and we said, okay, this time we have to concentrate and focus just on us um and and put everything we have into that race um and if we die we die together and um so we went through, uh, through hell um it was a hell of a race we knew before it could be possible to go home with gold and maybe also without a medal but um we wanted to take the chance for gold and um went for it and yeah in the end um yeah um it worked out. Um, we went home with gold, um, but it was a very tough and hard race. And um, the other nations are, are very close to us. Um, I think it's going to be um, yeah, a very interesting and very hard uh, rest of the season. So, um, yeah, let's see what will come. Cool. That's what uh, Max had to say about the the racing. It was pretty interesting, pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. And then another, another factor in the men's eight there. The Dutch, they they clearly have moved all their fours. They had four uh, fours entered in the first World Cup. They've moved all their fours into the eight. I don't think they had a great regatta. But I don't know what they did, though, because, I mean, I try to look and see where all these people went to, and I basically looked like they they taken all the guys that had won and, and done well at the first World Cup, put them in a little hat, and just randomly drawn crews out of it. I mean, they, their crews didn't make any sense. I mean, they, they swapped around very weird weird combinations and they put the these two two eights together that were i mean obviously we don't know all the data but it didn't look it didn't make any sense to us on the on the paper yeah it didn't it didn't make any sense and 
The third and fourth in the men's eight were both Netherlands. Yeah. And those were really, really tight. I mean, the second Netherlands crew almost beat the first Yeah, crew. so why is that even happening? I, I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that close. I, I think that the Dutch should focus on the, the men's four. I think they have a bit more promise there. Um, I think rather condense the, the competition, make it as hard as possible for the people to get into a seat because that competition will produce fast boats. Um, focus on the the four, even the pair maybe. Focus on the pair. The pair yeah, is because, an open event at the moment. I mean, they were they were first and second in men's and women's four at two weeks ago, and now suddenly they're not in the medals for either of those events. Mm. And I mean, yes, you got in getting some other guys into the mix, but it's yeah, it's more <laughs> of a shock on the men's side because the women did come away with the gold medal in the women's eight. Yes, but, yes. But I think they can they can definitely. I think they can move into the pair. The pairs... What, the women's side? No, no, the men's side. I think they can maybe produce a pair. Though I know the Dutch have had a really strong fall. Uh, well, not they haven't won a, uh, won a world champ since 2013. But, but I, think it, been, I don't think they need to move into a different event. They've got enough heavyweights, clearly. Yeah. They just need to do... They just need to find their fastest eight people yeah. and put them in the eight. Or, or, or do they just need to sort of rank everyone a little bit better because yeah. I think it's uh, I think that they can be a lot quicker yeah. and I think they will be by the time World Champs comes around yeah, I, I think, think they're obviously trying a lot of different things at the moment and some is, some is working and some is not yeah I mean they're different many many ways to skin a cat and you yeah. can apply that to all sorts of things so talking about the, the four though is uh, you say Netherlands won last week and Australia won both women's and men's four this week so very cool yeah and I think um Australia must be quite part of that. I, the women's four, really good to see they're uh, staying on the strength of last year's World Champs. They won last year's World Champs. And this uh, this time around, they showed that they've had a really good off-season, training really well. And again, really, I'm really chuffed to see the, the women's four as an Olympic event getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, and I, it's it's becoming one of my favorite events because yeah. I, mean, I think the, firstly, I think the, the four is it's a, it's a quick enough boat for the, the girls to really dish up some awesome stuff and they're rowing so well I mean the the GB stroke rowing so so well and the Australian hip drive through the middle of the stroke was epic I mean that's why they won the race they're just so coordinated through the hips again and you speak about crews that are starting a bit slower and having a really good second half I think Australia just kind of kept on the on the speed of the boat and stayed consistent and just moved in every single 500 meter of the race and, and came away with a win but again, like Lawrence said, that that event is actually really, really cool to watch, and um, I'm really chuffed that this is now opened up for the Olympics, uh, albeit at the expense of lightweight rowing. But it's been really cool to watch, um, and I'm really excited to see. Yeah, I mean, it's chance. so much more exciting than the women's eight. Yeah, I mean, the women's eight only six entries in this regatta. There's a big spread through the field. I mean, yes, they they're going quite quickly, and the Dutch were, were, were impressive, but the women's four is is the event to yeah. watch at the moment. Um, and then let's go into the biggest upsets. I mean, we touched on the, the pair being one of the slower events and the closest spread, but I mean, huge upset for the, the Sinkovichs to, to not hold that win. Yeah, I think everyone out there, once the Sinkovichs move from the double into the pair, I think if there was an ex- a slight expectation of the Sinkovichs to take the pair to take the baton over from the Kiwi pair in a sense. It wasn't spoken, no one really spoke about it, but there was this sense that they were going to do it. Um, and, you know, they haven't really done it in last year, fair enough, first season in the pair, but now they spent a long time in the pair. And 
you have a new crew, well, relatively new crew of the Czech Republic. No, they're, they're not new at all. They raced at at, uh, at Rio. They were in the B final at Rio. They're at the B final. Yeah. Rio. So they they they're not a new crew, but they they're rowing so much better though. I mean, when me and Sean raced them. They were firstly they were a lot smaller. They've they've been spending some time in the gym, that's for sure. <laughs> and uh, I mean the commentator said he pulled the five forty, the stroke man of the the Czech crew. So oh, that's, that's not messing around. Yeah. And they're rowing so much better. And they and they've been training with uh, they've been training with Cynic and getting coached by Cynic's coach. So we know Cynic is going well, and and obviously they've they've picked up on that and and trying to learn from the best. So yeah, they've they're come a long way, and I mean they really put out a good race there to 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 take a win, a win there and on that on that is that they were they were one of the exceptions on the the high rate they didn't push the tempo at all most of the other crews were one to two pips higher than them mm. they were sitting 35 36 just really uh, long long controlled strokes and and dishing up really really good speed and rowing really well and i think that's where the sinkovich are coming unstuck is they are so strong you can see that they both of them are putting in huge, huge watts, but they're not rowing the pair. They're rowing the pair like the double, like we said in the in the last in the last uh, regatta madness. Is they're not rowing, they're not sweeping the boat along, they're not staying nice and flat through the middle of the stroke. And I think if if they want to win, they need to change the way yeah. they're rowing. They're not. They can't just get stuck in this thing of if we pull harder, we'll win. There's yeah. got to be some finesse that comes into their crew. And I do believe that when they find that, when they when they find that finesse. They are going to destroy people, but yeah. at the moment, and as you said, they've had a lot of time now in the pair, and they're still not getting it. Yeah, so I think it's it's a it's definitely a event to watch. There's it's anyone's game at the moment, um, and then also just to mention France quickly. Great to see the French brothers back in the game. I think they had a disappointing World Champs last year. They had started the season really well. They won Henley, had really good performances in, in certain and earlier World Cups. Um, I really hope to, to. I really hope that they can continue these the strong performance throughout the season. I also think they had a really good regatta. Staying, they started well, stayed with the field in the front. Maybe got left a little bit left behind at the end, but again, good performance. Yeah, I know, really, really nice. And actually, I want to say though, it was really cool because even though Croatia won, lost, they still super g'd up on the on the podium. Like just quality sportsmen. I thought, mm. I thought it was really nice to see that from them. Is that like it could, they could have easily been a bit sulky a little bit miffed on the yeah. on the finish line and uh and then even on the instagram posted about how epic the racing was and that they're loving it so they're clearly enjoying themselves yeah, and i think they also gave uh gave the check the check pair a shout out to winning that race so it's good, good to see some good sportsmanship yeah from, really really nice from well-respected individuals then um any surprise performances for you or any Anything that jumped out at you? Well, the surprise, the other surprise performance for me, we spoke of a little bit earlier, would be the Italian lightweight women's double. I didn't think they they would be up there. I, f- I feel like I'm a little bit, I don't really know that crew so well. I, I, maybe I need to look back a little bit more at what they've done in the past. But that was a bit of a surprise performance for me. Um, so really good to see that. I don't know what you, th- What uh, are there any other uh, surprises? No, I don't think uh, there was many. There was many. Like that was a big one. I didn't call that. I thought that um, I thought it would be Netherlands, Romania, and New Zealand in the in the medals. And then to see the Italians take the take the front of the field and and take the race was 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 very surprising, but very cool to watch. And no, I think the surprise there was was maybe Germany not doing so well in the early stages in the eight. 
Uh, we discussed that already, but that was quite a surprise. But obviously they brought it back for the end. So yeah, really, really cool. I think um, Cynic is probably sweating a little bit watching the, the scar. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a few crews that weren't at the regatta. I mean, there weren't many missing, but no. I think there's a few crews sitting at home going, yo, this, the pace suddenly, if you were looking at what was happening at the World Cup um, one and you were sitting at home going, oh, that looks quite nice. I'm quite excited to go race that. And then you watch this weekend, you're going to get uh, a little bit of a shock. Yeah. And actually, now that we've been talking about any other things you noticed, Lawrence said earlier about themes of the regatta, of the higher rate and the, the winners coming from behind. Another surprise theme that I noticed at the regatta, a lot of crews that performed well, and when I say performed well, were on the podium at World Champs last year, that were at this regatta, did worse on their medal position or did worse in being in the back of the A final, even the B final sometimes. But you, uh, you not just think that that's beginning of the season, you know, like some crews really f- boxing out of their boots to, to, to get, you know, obviously they have some selections at home and stuff and other crews are training a bit harder. Like there is a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, some blurred lines here and I think things will get a bit clearer. I mean, it's definitely not going to be yeah. what uh, World Champs looks like, that's for no, sure. There's definitely think, going to be some more Yeah, I definitely and, think they're, they're like um, in the men's double, the New Zealand men's double, I think at this point they're World Champions. But in saying that, the Polish heavy double, they got a sex silver at World Champs last year and they B finalists. I think being in the B final is a bit disappointing regardless of what training or other trialing process you've done. The crew didn't change. Polish women's four, they were last in the B final. They were silver medalists last year. That's a um, that's another shocker. Um, so they they're definitely a couple guys that's definitely not on the game. Um, but like you said, it's still early in the season. There's training process going on, so we'll have to see how 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 things progress. Cool. So just to finish up, what was uh, your race of the day, Jackie? My race of the day. Um, I think my race of the day would go to the women's eight. Jeez, women's eight. That was a very good race. It's definitely it's on my list, yeah. Um, anything about it, though? That um, I think I enjoyed the the Dutch girls. I thought they were running really well. I think uh, there were a couple members of that crew that I think rode exceptionally well. Um, interesting. I, th- I just thought it was an interesting race. Uh, Romania didn't do so well. They started well and then fell off the pack a bit. Uh, GB also. Uh, they had Australia. They were the ones that went ballistic out the blocks and blew like champs. Yeah, Australia, Australia went out way too quickly and then they ran out of gas at the end. But again, I guess it was a favorite race because it's just a complete polar opposite to what it was like the last World Cup where you had three crews. Mm. And we actually, we were saying this earlier, Lawrence and I do not believe that if there is not enough people to fill an A final, that everyone should get a medal. Only if there are three crews racing, four crews racing, only gold should be awarded. Yeah, because uh, men's lightweight pairs, two entries and uh, gold and silver to just be a gold medal. But I think it's it's it defies the the core <laughs> aspects of competitive comp- of competitive racing to win a medal by default. I think if they're, if they're less than six crews racing, gold should be the only medal available. Yeah, no, that would be it would be good to see. Um, and your top pick of the day sure. for racing? I think, I think I'll think i go Aussie 4. I just, I just thought that race was insane to watch. But I mean, 8 was also so good and the main single. So oh, to pick one... Yeah, it's going to be... I like the way the Aussies are just 
did something so different. But I think if I just had to pick a whole race, I think it would be your maybe the men's single. The men's single was a good one. The men's single was a good one because I think it was like you know often the you get like caught up in all these other races and like then the men's single you realize you're watching it at the end of the day it's one of the last few races and they dish up a performance like that an epic race like that i think all of us watching were on our feet but screaming at the the tv so it just shows you that i mean this is the gladiator event and mm -hmm. and that's where the big dogs are and where they go to play so and it was really cool to see it was quite an exciting race i mean there's lots to talk about there was uh, big uh, big sprint from Manson at the finish. Uh, Tim was was cranked it out the start and then managed to hold it on at the end. And you got big Oli Ziedler just uh, crushing it in the middle of the race. So mm. just really exciting to to see that happen. And so that would be my pick of the day, actually. Yeah, well, a good pick. I think the men's single was really good. Um, and just I just want to I just thought about the the women's single. I just want to have a quick shout out to. Magdalena Lubnik on a uh, really good performance on her home water. I know she didn't want to come with the gold, but I thought she put in a really gutsy performance. She took it to Janine Gemelin and she, I thought she had a really good performance on home water. And of course, big shout out to Janine for holding her shit together and coming away with another but gold medal. But again, I, I just think um, Lubnik didn't, it's a, it's a cuck race profile though. But you got like, to, she no, but basically you, did what the Australians did, except she she wasn't the fastest crew in the water, so she couldn't win. If she had gone a little bit slower, she would have had a much better race. Uh, I don't know. I think she. I think it was home water. She was g'd up. Um, maybe she had some. Uh, she was a bit pissed off of coming losing the first World Cup, so she wanted to try to up something different. So she did something different. Maybe it didn't pay off. Maybe her game yeah. plan changed. And look, at the, at the halfway mark, I thought she's done. I thought this the wheels are coming off here. And if she'll be lucky if she can get uh, fourth or fifth. But then she did hold her, mm. her shit together and managed to, to hold out for the that silver medal. So it was cool. But, I mean, Janine Gamelin is just racing on another level to her. This, this, at the, if she races, if uh, Lobnik races like that, there's no way she's beating yeah. Gamelin. And Janine's home water advantage in the sun as well. Yeah, so that's going to be great to yeah. watch. No, she's really... Janine's dishing up some quality in the single, so... Mm. Um, and we're going to have a chat to her quite soon, so keep yeah. your ears keep and your eyes ears open for, for that episode. It's going to be quite exciting. Cool, and that's a, that's a wrap for us. We spoke about quite a lot there, actually. Probably a bit more than we should have, but a really exciting event and... Just yeah. great to to get into the thick of the the season. Yeah, we 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 covered a lot of things, but uh, please let us know what you think. If you if you thought we were talking shit on a lot of things, we encourage you to leave us a comment comment on Instagram, send us an email, tell us what you think. Um, we're really excited to hear different people's opinions because you know uh, this racing you can look at from many different perspectives, and we really hope that we brought you um, some really cool insights into this weekend's racing. Let us know what you think of these episodes. And please stay tuned, tell your friends about us, um, really get some more listeners in, some more people involved. We're really enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, and I think uh, also just remember that you don't only have to listen to our episodes on SoundCloud. If you, I mean, if you have an iPhone, Apple has uh, Apple Podcasts, so you can literally just ask Siri to subscribe to The Row Show and she'll do that all for you and you can use that app. The other apps that, that run the podcast are much nicer than... They're just, they're just much more user-friendly than the SoundCloud mm. app, so you don't have to always follow the link or whatever. You can just go into your app, subscribe to the different podcasts that you like. Obviously, you put the Rosha first, but 
um, then you can, and, and then all our episodes will come up there as well. So you don't need to worry about going to find out when the new episodes are. The, the, the app will just tell you. So yeah. you can go look on our Instagram. There's a whole list of, of the other apps that, um, that you can use. Um, but very, very cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Have a really good week. And we're keen to hear from you next. Cheers. For sure. Cheers, guys.